Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are well. We are now currently sitting at about eight and a half weeks out from the start of shows here in the UK, about nine and a half weeks until uh, the very first shows which my clients are in, but that first show, 23rd of March, is a tubo show or NPC, for those that aren't familiar with IFBB in the UK, um, that's on the 23rd, but my, my clients will start their season on the 30th of March, and I think my last client will compete in the NPC Euro Masters and PCA Worlds, which is about mid-November, so long-ass season, but I'm here for it, I can't wait. I think there's 37 shows in total uh, in Kimtown so far, um, with all the clients that are going ahead this season. There's a few shows that I can't make because I already have um, commitments at one show. For example, someone uh, I've got three people starting in February, and a couple of their shows, everyone, one of my clients has about three or four shows, Everyone, a couple of their shows, I'm like, well, I can't make that one because I'm actually here with a few other clients or I'm there. But that's just how the way it goes sometimes. But that being said, uh, I can still be there at the other end of WhatsApp. It's going to be an incredibly exciting season and one that's full full of many, many wins, many victories, and maybe perhaps some tough losses as well as every season is. And it will no doubt obliterate... Um, last season's record and you know it's in this down downtime period this sort of off season you could say where there's no shows whereas i i often get the the huge itch to get back into bodybuilding um, not that i've went anywhere but i mean get back into bodybuilding for myself i personally now as you know just uh, train three times a week and i hold my hold my level of strength i hold my size i roughly sit about 126 127 kilos and i feel big and i feel strong for me but when i'm not at shows week in week out I get the itch to be like, oh, I could be a bit bigger, I could be a bit stronger. But then when I'm in the season and i got shows back-to-back and long drives and flights and stuff like that, I'm so far from that thought. But I often just, when I look back at old videos and reminisce and look back to the time where I did um, actively pursue more size and strength and whatnot and then prep, um, I always get get the itch to get back. But hey, that's just part of um, loving the sport, loving bodybuilding. But I, hey, I live vicariously through all my clients, so I can't wait for them to... Um, all smash the stage this season. So, on to today's episode. Um, today's episode is going to specifically talk about the bodybuilding criteria. And this is not to be confused with the classic criteria. This is not to be confused with the men's physique criteria. This is not to be, you know, taken as advice for any female categories whatsoever. If you want to know more about the individual female categories, I've done episodes on them from bikini to tone figure, athletic masters figure, train figure, wellness. You name it, there's an episode on it. Um, so please do check them out. And please don't get confused um, if you are thinking about competing in another class. For example, a lot, often people will think that classic is that in between men's physique and bodybuilding. I'm sure if you've listened to the, the episode where I said, are you really classic bro? you'll um, realise that that's not the case and there's a very specific look. And this is just where I think people get confused. And um, more so chatting to you, if you're a first-timer, uh, I've had many, many first-timer guys come on board. Hey, Vaughn, I want to compete in Classic. And I say, hey, nah, no way. You're not Classic, you're a bodybuilder. Um, I think this would be really beneficial for, for you guys to understand, well, what is a bodybuilder? What's the criteria? What are the judges looking for? And hopefully will help you in your upcoming season. Or just maybe perhaps help you to, to learn more about the sport so what are the judges looking for i think the the first thing that i want to emphasize 
is balance and being complete. What does that mean? Well, it means that the musculature of your upper body uh, somewhat matches the musculature of your lower body. No body part is over dominant than the other. Of course, we all have attributes that uh, give us um, a little bit better looking quads, maybe perhaps, than what our side chest looks like or whatever that may be. But you have an ability on stage. If you are complete and you've programmed well and you've given it time, if you come out and you're complete and you're in condition, you're going to do incredibly well on stage. So the judges are going to look, be looking for you to be nice and complete, good, big, round muscle bellies. This is a class where they are going to want to see a really like low level of body fat, a good level of conditioning. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have lunging and glutes, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but they want to see splits, striations, veins, vascularity everywhere. They want you to be bursting full, nice and dry, and a, and a good hard looking physique as well. So ultimately, if you're big, your physique's looking hard, dry, and you're shredded, you're more likely going to win or you're going to likely do incredibly well. However, what I wanted to um, get on the subject was um, the trend that we often perhaps have seen in the, the last couple of years is that it's not a glute dieting contest. Now, before I get into it, what I'll say is if you're a first-timer, an amateur, in most cases, the leaner you get, ultimately the better you're going to do. Now, if you are stick-thin, let's say you got fuck-all legs, then, and you get peeled, you're maybe not going to look great, right? Or you're imbalanced or whatever that may be. But if you're somewhat balanced, you've got a good amount of muscle mass, okay, maybe the legs overpower the upper a bit like my physique or vice versa. Maybe the upper body overpowers the lower. Well, in amateur bodybuilding, we all can't be... Um, we all can't be complete. That's why we're amateurs, right? So you'll typically see other competitors not be not be complete. And again, this is why we're all amateurs. We have strengths and we have weaknesses too. So that being said, if we if we know that going into a like let's say it's a it's a regional, it's a local show, if you go in somewhat balanced and you're skinned, you're gonna do well. Like that, you're gonna do incredibly well. But what I'm gonna uh, kind of get at is that the the higher up the level you go, so let's say you go from your local uh, local regional to then uh, a PCA qualifier really close to the British finals. Or in fact, like let's say a PCA, a PCA British, a Two Bros Pro Quali, um, kind of the equivalent, everyone at that show is going to be peeled. Or they should be, right? Because that's the sort of level that the judges are expecting uh, people to be looking you know, peeled and all the way in. And this is where you need to understand that it's not, at that point, it's not about a glute dieting contest. It's about how do you look when you're peeled versus someone. how does someone else look when they're peeled. How, how do I get that? What am I getting to, sorry? So let's take example A. Um, someone can get all the way in, and when they get all the way in, it's no detriment to their physique. Um they're able to pop nice big round muscle bellies um, and overall are very complete. Okay, brilliant, cool. They're going to do well, they're going to win. Right, example number two. What if someone, if they get their glutes in, it actually has a detriment to their physique? Now, what do I mean by this? I mean, like, let's say someone doesn't, say, say someone's best look is maybe when they're a kilo and a half 
to two kilos away. They're maybe four or five pounds away from being absolutely skinned from the rear. And at that point, that's when they look the best. You know, that's when they, 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 re- they really pop, nice round muscle bellies, good aesthetic look in certain poses. But then when they pull those extra four or five pounds off, what if it takes a little bit of that pop away? What if it takes that balance away? What if it makes a body part that's a bit weaker really suffer and then be really prominent that it is um, it is a weaker body part? And the judges, of course, are looking for um, by any means to score you down. And you go right. Well, would you rather? Would would that example be? Would they fare better going against example A if they were all the way in, or would they do better if they were perhaps on the softer side? Probably do best if they were that softer. You know, when I say softer, I mean like four or five pounds away from being, you know, absolute fucking lines in the glutes um, and peeled to the bone. Whereas example A would be peeled to the bone. Now, some might say, well, of course, one example A is going to win all day, every day. Are they? Well, one could sit here and say, yeah, they would do. I think, though, it's very different when you're at, like, for the judges, when they're sitting there and they have um, physiques in front of them, and it's about how does that individual's physique look like in a lineup against others? So there's 10 guys and two of them all the way in, one of the, one of which is maybe a bit too all the way in, and the rest of them just maybe at four pounds away, but they're bubbly, they're popping. It's more than likely the judge is going to favour that bubbly and that popping look at the higher level. Now what I'm getting at is that the judging is very independent on who shows up on the day. If, it, if there was those 10 people, six, seven of them, they're all the way in, nice and full, nice and round muscle bellies, and you're a bit on the soft side, you ain't going to get a look. You ain't won't get a, a look in hell. And that's again, dependent on the individuals, the people that are showing up on the day, and comparing them in a lineup against other people. And this is where it kind of comes back to, I've done podcasts before, about just understanding results, and understanding that the judges is giving you feedback on the result on that day. So maybe on that day, they maybe say, oh, you needed to be leaner. Oh, okay, or you were too all the way in, you weren't as full, you weren't as popping. The next week you could get different feedback because you're in a different lineup against other guys that are a little bit different. One lineup, you fucking peel, you're all the way in, boom, you win, you fucking win the overall, it's quality. The next week you show up, different federation, different set of judges, different set of athletes, you come second and you're absolutely gutted. But then again, just on the day, the judges maybe would favour a little bit of a, of a leaner look. Now, I'll always come back to that in amateur bodybuilding, conditioning usually wins shows. Without a shadow of a doubt, usually wins shows. But what I'm getting at is just as you climb up the ranks, you have to then be aware of how you look when you're absolutely all the way in. Like, conditioning will win you shows to a certain point. Then thereafter, it's about it's about deciding. Do you look a little bit better um, all the way in or a little bit softer? And I'm going to give you an example. Um, so those of you who uh, have followed me for a while particularly on social media, will um, know I train a, a guy called Chris, Chris Bain. And Chris Bain has been uh, with me from when he was a junior, uh, from when I didn't know fuck all about bodybuilding shows or judging or anything like that, to now 
uh, going into our fifth season together, our second in the open classes, um, and he's done incredibly well. I think he has 17 wins and like 30 top threes. It's nuts. The guy's done incredibly well. And when I look back at the different looks we've presented from season to season, um, it's changed in what we've done. His, um, his first season, season one, we uh, we didn't know what we were doing, but we got him fairly lean. But we was really far too early. And it meant that by the time he got to stage, uh, his physique was kind of done. Um, you know, he was ready like almost eight weeks out. And uh, at that point, the knowledge and where it was that I had maybe wasn't the best. But hey, we got him there. He got a lot of wins. Season two was probably when I'd seen him at his absolute most skinned. Shorter dieting phase. Made it no problem. Was ready, um, you know, with maybe two or, two or three weeks to go. Opposed to ready that eight weeks earlier. Now, when we pulled him all the way down, some might say, oh, you know, maybe... Maybe he looked a little bit stringy or whatever. I don't think he did. I just don't think he had the muscle mass to look as bursting and popping as full as um, he needed to if he was a complete bodybuilder. And in the past, sort of his novice season and then his open season, what we've done is we've not went all the way down because it's often his influence as well. He feels like he, he loses a pop and he doesn't feel quite as good and quite as confident in his physique. So that there is very much a mental thing. Whereas I felt this year, I've said to him, that every year he gets two kilos away from being absolutely appealed and then says he doesn't want to pull off anymore. I went, this year just let me pull you all the way down because he will look night and day different. Now, Chris, for those of you that don't know, um, very aesthetic, like good-looking physique. Um, his best shots would probably be the front relaxed, the most muscular, the abs and thighs. Um, good, nice, like blocky, blocky abs, uh, quite big up top, decent set of quads on him now, always got good splits and vascular quads. But what we've shied away from is having proper like dugout lines in his glutes. Um, and last season, he went into those shows being, you know, let's say four or five pounds away from uh, being all the way in. And he, and he won. And he won some of the biggest regionals um, in the UK. You know, PCA Manchester Class 2 Open. Won it quite comfortably at a class of about 12 boys. Um, won PCA Scotland, which is, again, probably the biggest show in Scotland in the UK in his first First season is an open, um, and there's a, so so there's an example that you know the boys he went against. There wasn't really many anyone that was leaner than him, bar one guy, but he looked like an absolute twig. And there was a couple of occasions where boys were bigger than him by a fair bit. They popped a bit more, but he was just in enough to beat them. Now, now here's the thing: you're going to say, but Vaughn, are you not somewhat kind of contradicting what you said? Well, this is where I'm going to tell you: it's dependent upon the individual how they look at a certain level of body fat against a lineup of other people, right? So in many of the lineups, for example, at PCA Scotland, Chris came out, he was the leanest in the lineup by a fair bit. And the guy that they placed second was a fair bit bigger than him. He was, the guy in second was like a bit poppier, a bit rounder, but the guy in second wasn't in enough, wasn't conditioned enough for the judges to award that guy first place. I think if the guy in second place takes off another three kilos, four kilos, he beats Chris all day every day, right? Maybe not now, but last year he would have. But Chris was in enough. And that's the thing. And here, what, here's what I want to remind you of. Is that the criteria is often a, it's a guide for the judges. On any given day, week to week, it's a guide. And it's a, you call it like, it's like a line. It's a line that moves one way a little bit one week and then it moves the other way the other week. So please don't be looking at regionals and thinking, oh, well, 
this guy's that, that guy's that. This is what the judge is looking for because it will always be dependent upon how you look on the day versus the people that are around you. But what I'll remind you of, and the biggest take-home, I guess, from that story that I just told you, is that Chris always gets in enough for, for him and how good he looks and stays true to you know, him being that little bit popular. Now, this year, because he's bigger and he has more muscle mass, he can afford to get all the win and not lose that pop, that fullness. What does that mean? It means he'll do even better. Now, last year, I think if we'd taken a bit more off, would that have changed the results? I don't think so. I think he still would have won uh, many times because he still has a fair bit of pop about him. But he's just going to be able to be more competitive at even higher level shows this year, which is just it's just exciting. Um, but an example there is we've went for you know his 2019 season, he was to the bone, skin, lines and his glutes. And we've not really done that since based on what we thought then and what we've learnt over the years. Um, so is it always about who's the biggest, hardest, driest, most shredded guy on stage? Yeah, nine, nine times out of ten you could say that for sure. But I think then there will be occasions where you can't just rely on levels of conditioning to win your shows. But if you're a first-timer, and again, this was what this, this episode was supposed to be targeted towards, if you're a first-timer and you're going to be going into, let's say, like a, an IBFA uh, first-timer show, a NABA first-timers, uh, maybe the beginners at NFM UK or UKP Federation or whatever it may be, even a PCA first-timers, I guarantee that the condition will do you well. Just spend time building the required tissue for the class. Like if you go in and you're really small but peeled, you'll do all right, but maybe you'll come fourth, right? But if you go in and you've got a fair bit of tissue and you get peeled, you're going to place, you're going to win, you're going to come in the top two, whatever that may be, unless someone else that shows up that is the same as you, they're quite, they're pretty big and they're pretty lean. And in most occasions in the first timers class, the reason I say that is that getting peeled is, is, is really hard to do. And some first timers don't realise how hard it is until they actually attempt it. And then maybe perhaps they have struggled to adhere to the diet and just can't stick to things, can't do the cardio, skipping meals, too tired to train, whatever it may be. So not everyone has the uh, the testicular fortitude to get peeled. That's why it's often rewarded in um, in those first-timer shows. And it's then only as you climb the ranks, maybe to perhaps you pay attention to that. Now, that's where working with an experienced coach would help. If you're you know perhaps working with a coach that's their first time putting people on stage or you're doing it yourself or whatever... It's where the, the criteria and kind of a lot of what I'm saying might sound really confusing to you. And I totally understand if it does. But I'm not trying to confuse you. I'm trying to give you a little bit of advice and a little bit of experience from what I have um, done. I'm not going to say wrong, but what I've learned from over the years and comes from kind of like doing it wrong, making mistakes, getting better, uh, getting feedback, looking, assessing, tweaking, learning, etc., uh, etc., and that's how I've kind of got to, to where I am today. And I think that my whole um, outlook on specific criteria, whether it be for bodybuilding or any other class, my thought process about it and view on it has changed over the years the more I've went to shows and just looked at judging, looked at judging, seen multiple different classes, 
seen the same class again and again, week in, week out. It's right there for you to learn. There's no textbook. You, you can go online and you can, down, you can go on PCA, NPC, UQP, FMK, whatever. You can go on, you can download their criteria. And you can try and memorise it and learn it. And But, but what I'm going to say is it's going to give you a rough guide. And it's an interpretation that the judges on the day can sort of, as I said, use as a guideline and change. You know, as they see a, a look one week, they love the big pop air look. The next week they love, you know, the fucking absolute peeled all the wind look. Depends on who shows up on the day. Just know the higher you climb the ranks, the more you need to understand the criteria specific to you and how you're going to look in a lineup against other athletes that are good. You can enter a first-timer show and every other athlete in there is totally wank and you're the overall winner. You can enter a first-timer show and there's a few that are pretty much on the money. Cool, that's going to be tough. As you then move up and say, right, okay, I'm going to do my... my I'm going to do like my, my PCA Manchester because that's where I stay and it's closer to the British finals. Okay, the calibre of athletes are getting, getting higher. People are more commonly are more complete, more balanced. Their condition is in enough for, for them. PCA British Finals or PCA Worlds or Tubers quali- uh, Pro Quality, whatever, like everyone's good. Everyone's good, right? So never, never show up not being all the way in for you. Like what I'm getting at, don't show up too soft, right? But at the same time, don't show up over dieted. If you're all the way in, don't try and pull off more. You know, a classic example of this, um, many of you know, like I was coached by Cal, Cal Restrict for a while, good friends um, for a while before he was coached. And I remember it, his 2019 season, I think it was, he's been prepped by Jordan, trained by JP. And Cal will be the first to admit as well that J, JP overdieted him. You know, he was ready a good seven weeks out and he, you know, JP kept pulling him down, pulling him down. He, lot, he lost a lot of tissue, uh, but that went on quite quickly and then you know Cal's now probably one of the best coaches in the world one of the busiest um, brands there is here in the UK anyway and obviously then worldwide now too Um, he works specifically with a lot of uh, IFBB athletes so you know that's his previous experience and that's a great example of he he still won but you know I remember messaging I was like Cal please don't pull down anymore but he listens to his coach and he did as you all should but if you ever um, have any questions about if you're ever challenging kind of maybe perhaps what your coach is saying or actually, you know what, I think I'm all the way in, like, have a chat with them. There's nothing wrong, like, with just saying it, like, m- many times over the years, like, use Chris as an example, Chris has said, oh, Vaughan, I don't know if I want to pull much more off than this. I'll say, okay. i say, you ain't all the way in yet, but okay, like, if, if you're happy with this, we go into this, and I says, as long as you're aware, like, this is, you've made the decision that you want to stop pulling. So if we get beat by someone leaner, fucking, you know, look back, this is your call. He says, yeah, that's fine, that's cool. That's never happened so far, but there's an example of what, what could, right, and I didn't chomp his head off or whatnot, uh, I just said, right, okay, whereas this year I've said, look, you're going to probably feel like that again, but please just listen to me this time, I think you're big enough to pull all the way down and you'll thank me later. Again, we've developed that working relationship over six years, now our fifth season together, and I've got a lot of clients that I've worked with for that amount of time, a lot of people in their fifth season, fourth season, are going into their third this year. The same time I got a lot of first-timers, you know, and, uh, and regardless of whether it's your first time on stage or your third season or fourth season, you know, I'm, I'm just as excited for it. Uh, I get very buzzing, excited and giddy on show day. Um, it's always a, a big buzz when uh, you hear your client get awarded first place or, you know, whether it's a, a second or third or whatever. It's always a huge buzz. Um, 
at the same time, it's really tough when we lose. It's really, really tough. But it's part of the sport, and I'm there for it. So if you're um, if you're wondering about the bodybuilding criteria, you have questions about your physique, your look, um, please don't hesitate to just go on Instagram, just drop me a DM. You know, my DMs on Instagram are always open. And if, you are, if you've listened to today and you think, you know what, fucking hell, I want to join the team, Vaughn, um, get in touch soon, please. You know, spaces for this season are filling up fast. What I mean by that is just being able to actually get to your show. Like a lot a lot of weekends are booked out, uh, me getting to a show. So if you come on board, I'm probably going to lobby in another show where I've already got clients uh, just to make sure I can make it because I'm always going to want to be there. Um, but on some occasions, you know, I've got clients in Australia and whatnot. If you, if you can't make it, uh, we can do everything over WhatsApp. But if you want to join the team, you want to inquire, as said, the best thing to do, uh, head over Prep Coach UK, fill in the inquiry form or go over Instagram, drop me a DM, we'll go from there. But that's it for me, guys. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you do, Give it the beans.